Sorry about that. Box. It is Saturday, February the 11th, the day J.K. Rowling has made. <laughs> we'll get into that in a second. Uh, Winston was very excited. Y'all might have heard him in a second a second ago as we were playing Holier Than Now there. Um, sorry about the mistake of starting with that other song there. I promise that'll never happen again on 4th Mother Box, but I am Tom Ogre. Thank you for joining us. Follow us online at 4th Mother Box on Instagram, and I see you out there watching our reels. Just give us a follow as well. We got a lot of great content, a lot of great shit. Uh, I was just on a preview of Tron this last week, and there's previews of that all over the, the Instagram page. Go check it out. We're going to talk about it today. But first, business joining me as always um, from Elephant Laden, Chicago. It's got to be bad in February. Kyle Cosentino. Kyle, how the hell are you today? I'm doing good. I'm uh, knee deep in uh, Hogwarts Legacy myself. So, uh, yeah, today is the day that J.K. Rowling has made. <laughs> Let's get right into it because that's, that's the biggest news of the week. And this podcast, since its inception, in April of 2021, when the fourth mother box was born from Zack Snyder's Justice League. And we're going to talk about a little bit about that and what James Gunn had to say about that today as well. We have a packed agenda. A packed agenda. But we have been talking, Kyle, about Hogwarts Legacy for several years. I remember, and correct me if I'm wrong, sir, but 2018, I think there was leaked footage. And then the official announcement in, like, end of 2020 when, like, the Pandy windy pandemic was like it was good then bad then good then bad they announced it and then officially released february 10th this year 2023 yesterday <sighs> kyle you're the bigger harry potter fan out of the two of us and you both you and i have been crushing this my wife and i have been playing this back and forth we have our own campaigns our own characters i'm sure you've started it you know first thoughts like 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 finally it's here how do you feel like this is a cause for celebration, or you're ready to throw this game out the window? Oh, it's it's absolutely a cause for a celebration. It's it's kind of like one of those things. It's kind of like I, I look at this like the Marvel universe. Like you know, Marvel came out with all these movies. They were they're incredibly successful, but yet like where are the video games? There's we've gotten virtually nothing. I mean, we've gotten a Spider-Man, but that's it's like Sony Marvel. You know, where's the Iron Man games? The Thor. You know, fuck a Hulk or Captain America. We're just getting some of those now. And by the way, I heard the Wolverine game that's coming out is going to be like uh, brutally violent. It got a brutally uh, so it's it's not going to be your PC uh, or PG kind of game. It's going to be like cutting cutting bitches up kind of a game. <laughs> so I'm I'm super excited about that. But back to Hogwarts Legacy. Yes, uh, I'm maybe a few hours in. Because I just got it yesterday, and this is this is great because we, you know, like I was saying with Marvel, we haven't gotten many Harry Potter games. I mean, 
we had some from the past, like some of the PC games, but they were some of them were were good for the time, right? But then others were just god awful. Like so, they they really haven't done much with this universe in, in in as far as video games. But now this really opens up a lot of opportunities. And so far, I think the game is great. You can tell that the developers took in, uh, an incredible amount of time, you know, kind of like for and a lot of influence from the movies because you see this iconic location of Hogwarts and. Some of the locations and almost like down to the very same details are in are present in the game. So it's it's really really cool. So obviously, it's not set in the same time frame as when the events of Harry Potter takes place. I think it's like a hundred years before. But there are some characters that are. Yeah, there are some characters that you know um, we might have heard of, like the headmaster. Phineas Nigellus Black is a descendant of Sirius Black, and he was the headmaster before uh, Dumbledore. And he does make a presence, and I believe, in the Order of the Phoenix and maybe the Goblet of Fire. Um, so, also, you know, and then I think Professor the uh, and this, spoiler alert, guys, and I, and I don't know how much of this was beforehand, but the deputy headmistress is a Weasley. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm Matilda Weasley. So that that's. I'm really happy that they've, you know, included some of the characters that we know and love in this game. Um, again, I haven't played much of it. I could say the, you know, the the combat seems really intuitive, like really fluid, really intuitive. Um, it's got a little bit of an Arkham feel to it, which is always a good thing. Um, the spell casting, I haven't. I just um, let's see. I went to the Dark Arts, Defense Against the Dark Arts training, and then I got the charms. And so, like, I only learned a few spells so far. So you've learned Leviosa and Accio, right? Did you go to yep. Charms class? Yeah, okay. Yeah. So I've learned a few spells. I think it opens up, uh, the game opens up pretty coolly. Like, you know, oh, you're yeah. on this car- the carriage and you get attacked by a, a dragon. I mean, this isn't really that big of a spoiler. I've been seeing stuff on IGN for, like, the past three months on gameplay and just different things going on, you know, going on with this game. So I think it's I think it's re- reviewed really well, and I think this is it's it's been received really well. So I hope this means more from uh, you know the, these developers in the future. Some of the criticisms I would have up to this point would be like I think the maybe the graphics could be a little bit more polished, and really I'm not sure how this this story will be. Um, I'm not sure about if the story is going to be like super in depth. And I think, and I'm just saying that right now. And that's, and maybe I maybe it might be I might it might turn out to be wrong. But you know, the core of what made Harry Potter successful wasn't a, because it was a, a movie about magic and wizards. I mean, there's been a billion stories uh, like with magic and wizards over the um, you know the course of time, right? But it's like the characters, right? J.K. Rowling wrote these very memorable characters that we all know and love. And they, she, she cultivated this like, like, this massive story, and and you know made everything interconnected, and it was really well done. You know, like like some of the other franchises, like Star Wars, and you know to to another extent, uh, Marvel. So, I'm hoping that that's the case here. I I would say my biggest concern with the game would be the story, but again, I haven't gotten that far into it. I just feel like it's, it's maybe a um maybe less story focused and more like combat and just like open world exploration, which is okay. 
you know, that's that's perfectly fine. I'm personally coming off the heels of God of War Ragnarok, in which I was pleasantly, pleasantly surprised at how well uh, the story was written in that game. Because I like the first God of War, and but like, man, they just they they stepped it up. I mean, you actually care about these characters. Like the the story was really well done. Um, so I'm I'm hoping. I'm hoping for that in Hogwarts Legacy. I plan to spend as much time as possible on this game. Winston, too. I want to do... Uh, Winston certainly wants to uh, be a part of that as well. Um, yeah, so I'm going to spend every, as much time as, as I possibly can in this game. I want to do everything that I can. Uh, one last thing that I would say that it maybe is a criticism, a small criticism, not a big deal, is like the Sorting Hat Ceremony. Like, it was kind of a little uh, lackluster. Um, I think Winston is just so excited about Hogwarts Legacy, he just yeah. has to voice his yeah, opinion. Sorry, so sorry. I turned my mic we're on. Not gonna... I don't know how much of that y'all picked up. but <laughs> Yeah, as much as... Uh, <laughs> yeah, as much as we want to hear his opinion. Um, but yeah, so the Sorting Hat Ceremony was a little bit... Um, little bit less uh more lackluster i think they asked like three or four questions and they're like you're uh um i got actually put into ravenclaw and I get out of my house i get the hell out of my house but but i chose gryffindor it allows you to choose right. like it asks you questions and then you you know they ask you like well do you want to is this your house is this what you want to choose and every time i've taken the test, the quiz on Pottermore, I've always been a Gryffindor, like 100%. So I, I had to go with my house. I, I just wish they like would have um, put a little bit more into that. I think that's that's an important you know, part of uh, this world. So other than that, I think I'm, I'm just super excited to play it. Me too. Um, what, are your, what are your thoughts so, so far? I think... You've gotten... You've played, probably played a lot more than I have up to this point. Yeah, so I got the deluxe version, so I was able actually able to download this last week, uh, last weekend, actually, Sunday of last week. So I, I started the download, but Courtney ended up taking the um, all of day Friday off, and, and I had a lighter work day on Friday, so I didn't play it until after work. But um, but I still watched her, right? So we just dove, you know jumped right in and we actually had early access to it tuesday but work was work so we got to it on friday right so we have all weekend to play it too um you haven't got to hogs meet yet right kyle actually that's where i left off last okay. night is that i was i was going to hogs meet so i'm really excited to go okay. and see you know what they put in there that's a hogs meets a lot of fun um a lot a lot of fun um i think you'll feel better about your minor criticism about like the lackluster story once you get through Hogsmeade I won't say anything yet but but I feel like that might you might start to see some stuff um one one other thing about that I I also wish that they did um allowed you to do a little bit more customization of your character because I feel like there was just there wasn't as many options and and maybe maybe there's um and and I, I don't know about like a, a tire or apparel I mean, I think maybe that might come later in the game. I'm, I'm guessing, but oh, yeah. I just feel like yeah. there's, you know, if you want to add like a like a mohawk or like you know a beard or something like that. I, I mean, like you, you really couldn't do that. So I'm not I'm not I mean, going to spoil too much, but there's there's somewhere in Hogsmeade you can change up your look a bit. You'll see. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's that's good. So I guess we'll have to 
you know, revisit it maybe next week or, in, you know, next couple of weeks oh, to see week, like yeah. how this is progressing. Um, what do you think? What do you think of the story so far? I'm enjoying it because, you know, it's like, what do you do with the story, right? You have, you know, J.K. Rowling has created this enormous horror, like just like Lucas did with Star Wars and, um, and like Stan Lee did with Marvel, right? And um, you've you've got these these characters, these creatures, right? Because you see creatures you're very familiar with. You see paintings that you're familiar with. You hear names that you're familiar with. And I get I get what you're saying, right? Um, as far as like the story goes, but but trust me, the story fleshes out over time, and it's leaning heavily on the lore that was created to, you know, because because you're you're basically this is the closest we're going to get, unless Hogwarts or I'm sorry, unless Universal ever gets the balls to go with an immersive halcyon type hotel that's like a hogwarts hotel like this is the closest we're going to get to going to hogwarts learning spells and being a student at hogwarts right you know the story's interesting because you're you you enter as a it's a fifth year like you're you're a, a new fifth year so it's it's a little different um i was okay with the customization of the characters but but i think overall just this what you're doing right now and what we've talked about we're world building right you're world building what Hogwarts is in 1890, right? Like you, you're slowly learning what the threat is at the time, right? And, and this is interesting because they keep you hear characters talking about it. You know, they talk about the Goblin Rebellion, and you know it's in, in the in just your the your main antagonist is a you know Goblin, but you know you eventually learn more about that individual Ranrock as you go along. Um, I like the pace of this game th- thus far from what we've played. Um, Courtney and I are, are kind of we, we we go back and forth. I think she's a little bit further ahead in the main campaign than I am, but I've done like more side quests. Um, there's this hilarious side quest. Well, not hilarious, but there's a side quest, and I'm not spoiling anything. You eventually have to like find gobblestones for this like uh, random ra- Ravenclaw character. And then you and oh, I've, I met her. Okay, have you done them yet? No, okay. I haven't. Okay, I just like talked with her, and then and then I like walked outside to go to Hogsmeade. Yeah, it's kind of funny the option that that they give you because she's like, I've been bullied. They they hid my gobblestones from me, and then you you know are given the choices too. This is cool. This game allows you to choose who you want to help and how you respond in certain situations. So it's like you can help her or you cannot. So if you decide to help her, you go find the gobblestones. And I'm not spoiling anything here, but if you go back, it gives you the option to keep them or give them back to her. <laughs> so I I gave them back to her. Courtney kept uh, Courtney kept them in, in the, the the reactions, and I won't spoil it for you, Kyle. But but the the reactions of the character, like in either or, it's it's just funny. It's it's like these are these you know funny parts of these games, right? It's it's. It's 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 choices, right? Just like that quote from Dumbledore. Um, I would butcher it, the, the one he makes about choices, but you just get the feel. You you get the presence of those characters, and they're not even around yet, right? It's the detail in this game is incredible, and you know, between Courtney and I, this is her Star Wars. This is her Metallica. To you know, to to make a comparison, I know some about Harry Potter. You know enough to really love this game, but coming from me, I'm telling you, it's just like a more than a casual fan of Harry Potter, like a, like a 
I'd say I'm a big fan, but I'm not a fanatic like I am with the other things. Just because I haven't given the well, time it, into it yet. Well, it certainly sounds like when this came out, instead of uh, going to some douchebags concert, and uh, you made this a priority because <laughs> this is this is what we do. You know, this is important for us in the podcast, and you made it a priority. You didn't go to some like no name douchebags concert who nobody gives a shit about and uh you made this a priority so good good on you i Uh, did that myself very good we should we should talk about that a little bit more and i'm gonna i'm gonna open that one up when i when i talk about tron here but um i'm I'm truly (laughs) I'm, i'm i'm truly um am just impressed right and you know the point i was getting to is like the details and everything and i like the character customization i like the being now it's pretty obvious by the answers that you you know are the the questions that you answer like i think it's like are you more like are you ambitious are you loyal are you brave you know something else it's like oh loyal is hufflepuff ambitious is slytherin you know, and the other two, Ravenclaw and um, uh, Gryffindor, are pretty. pretty it's, it's pretty obvious, but 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 like Kyle said, if you just select one and just like, no, I, I, I don't want to be a Ravenclaw, I don't want to be a Slytherin, and you, and you want the house that you you know want, you you could pick, which is cool. Um, I'm with you. I, I, you know, I, I guess I, I kind of wish one more thought. I kind of wish the the sorting hat ceremony. Now that I think about it, was a little longer, like like a little, a couple more questions, make it a little bit like random, or even if they had a randomized option. Right, if you just wanted to be randomized, that'd be cool. But but I really, this this game, I think it's better than nine thus far. But there's still ways to go. You know, IGN gave it a nine, um, and that's that's the second win for IGN this week after releasing the Survivor gameplay, which we're going to talk about. But yeah, I'm all in on Hogwarts Legacy, and I just can't wait to dive into more of it. Going to Universal today, to Harry Potter World, and then going to come back and play this. Yeah, that sounds like a good plan. And then one last thought about the Sorting Hat ceremony is that while I think it's a you know obviously a criticism that they didn't spend more time like you know cultivating the questions or, or just pulling it right off of Pottermore, for example, I feel like most people who are playing this game probably have already done that test and and or probably already know what house they're in. So I mean, maybe it just doesn't matter. I think you're right. Plus two. You got to think of it like when when things are created, you have to think of it from like a if this person was picking up this IP for the first time, right? Because you want to get the fans involved, but then you also want to make a game where a casual could pick it up and just have fun with it. And then now they're hooked on to Harry Potter and they're going to go buy the movies. They're going to go stream, watch the movies. They're going to buy tickets to Universal to go see Hogwarts and ride Hagrid's and Go on and escape from Gringotts. You know, you go through Gringotts in the beginning of the game. They're going to want to see it. That The fucking ride at, at Islands, or not Islands of Adventure, at Universal Studios here in Florida. Right there in Diagon Alley. Like, that's that's almost kind of like a, you know, similar to what you do in the beginning of the game with that goblin. It takes you to your vault. It's it's You're, you're going to create new fans. So I, so I think they're kind of like making it a little easy, right? You know, to your point, like, you know what house you're in. You know what house you want to go in. But like for a casual, like like our buddy Mike Nora, I'm pretty sure he knows jack shit about Harry Potter. If he were to pick up, you know, and I know he's got got a PS. He sucks. Yeah, he does. But I know if he were to pick up, you know, his PS5 and play Hogwarts Legacy, 
and he chooses those those quick answers. Like they ask you two questions, and then let's say he wants to be loyal. Then guess what? Mike's a Hufflepuff, <laughs> and then that's a house he sorted into. He would be a Hufflepuff, fucking fucking bitch ass that can't even stay on top of the turnbuckle without even fall with falling without falling down. Ugh. True story that happened. True yeah. story. Fell off the turnbuckle. Uh, one one last question for you uh, about Hogwarts' legacy. Are you secretly hoping that Hagrid's in the game so you can motorboat him? Absolutely. I want like a young Hagrid, so I just you could press square and there'd be a motorboat option. Can't wait. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Good. Let's hope. We can only hope, right? We we can only hope. Um, speaking of which, like, ladies and gentlemen, it is a law that in Hogwarts' legacy, if you come upon a cat, you must stop and pet it. If you do not, oh pet yes. Cat, you are you will be yes. banned from the game. I found like like at least four cats and you're you're exactly right. You have to stop and pet them. They're and that's all, the great yeah, thing about the game. Yeah, they're they're all over all over Hogwarts. That's that's pretty funny. A couple in the common rooms, a couple just a lot of them in the in the in like the courtyard in the middle where you um, meet the charms professor to learn Reparo before you go to Hogsmeade. Yeah, lots of them in there. So yeah, Hogwarts Legacy, you know, we've already spent about 20-ish minutes on it. We, we, we could spend so much more. And I, I know Kyle and I are going to be, the further we get into that, you know, each week, the further we'll be talking about it. Because, look, I got to get as far as I want to in this game because next month we have Resident Evil 4 remake. And then the following month yeah. after that in April we have Survivor, which we're gonna, I'm going to get to in a second. Then after Survivor we have um, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League in May. So finally we... we and... And and in May they release the next Zelda, oh, and I, I know you're you're not a fan of Zelda, but it's like, it's it's is you know for me that's like my childhood. When I think about the games that I played in my childhood, I think of like Zelda, Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time. So, okay. um, those games are always always good, and they're releasing the next one. I mean, it looks. It looks like it has just above N sixty four graphics, which I don't know why Nintendo Switch still exists, but uh, in any case, I'm sure it will be fun. Um, I mean, I I was I was just playing Switch the other day. I was playing the most recent Mario Party, and those I mean, those graphics don't need to be mind blowing, but they were way better than N64. Jesus Christ! So I'm gonna take a look at that trailer. Well, I'm just right, right. So I'm I'm just saying, like you know. Uh, Tears of the Fallen Kingdom, which is the next Zelda, just doesn't okay. do it. I'm I'm a bit of a like a, a vi- like an audio and visual s- video snob, so like I want full throttle always. And we're in 2023. If you if you Google un- if you like YouTube Unreal Five technology, oh, yeah. you'll see how amazing um, you know video game graphics can be. Like borderline realistic. Like you can't tell the difference. So. I'm just thinking, like, you know, why are we still getting just above Nintendo 64 graphics when, like, this technology exists? So uh, that's that's my uh, piece that I'll say about that. Yeah, I know Kingdom Hearts 4 was on the Unreal 5 engine. Um, I loved that game, and then I just kind of got away from it. Uh, Weird. Oh, Unreal 5 is... Unreal 5 just was developed, so it, it couldn't have been... So like that's that's like the state of where video games are at today. So all the games coming out will probably be on this engine, or like a good majority, I would imagine. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what that comes out, um, what that looks like in the future. I mean, yeah. uh, you could certainly transition into uh, Jedi Survivor, yes. which 
you know, they it was like a like a ten minute gameplay video, and it, ah, oh god, man, it looked fucking amazing, like just unbelievable. I was I was very impressed. Me too. It's so you you're obviously older, Cal. This is five years after Fallen Order, and you crash land early on in the game after a secret mission goes a little astray, let's say, on a new planet called Kobo. Uh, and it looks like a Star Wars planet. There's crazy-looking creatures. There's a bunch of clankers that you have to fight, uh, the old battle droids from the Clone Wars. Um, and those, from what I've read and understand, like those are like the easiest villain or enemies you're going to fight in the game. Um, as they should be. They're kind of phased out at this point. The Clone Wars have been over for a long time. Um, and they're phased out, but Cal runs across a bunch of different enemies in this gameplay. And it's not like back-to-back-to-back. There was like certain cuts of this. So, and, and, and it showed us a lot. It showed us some new like climbing ability, you know, of Cal can do back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. It looks like you can use BD as like a binocular too. That's how he was able to look out when he landed on the planet. Um... There's a bunch of new lightsaber techniques. Uh, there's some force abilities in there. Like, there was, like, a force, like, freeze. Like, he was able to, like, extend, like, this bubble of the force around him like, by, like, 20 feet in, like, a complete circle and, like, slow down all those creatures around him. And then he, and then Cal attacked him. So Cal is way, way stronger than we saw him in Fallen Order. Like, you had to learn all those things in Fallen Order. It looks like that... It, it, it looks like at this point, this gameplay, since it's early on in the game, like you've you've got it, like you've you're set, and you're, you pr- you'll probably have to hone things and learn new things. But this will be even beyond what like a because because Cal is like at a Jedi Knight right now. He's not a master. He doesn't have a Padawan. But oh, how fucking awesome if he ended up taking a Padawan in this game. God damn, that'd be cool. Um, but he's he's like a Jedi Knight at this this point, right? Um, and then I loved the the double saber like he just takes it apart and then you can wield two of them at the same time um it just looks great i i I can't wait i'm totally okay with that six week pushback like i said got some other games to play beforehand but gameplay just made me even more excited yeah uh it i love the the combat was one of the things that really stuck out to me in that trailer especially when he breaks apart his lightsaber and he fucking throws it like, I thought that was so cool. And one of the things that I really liked about Fallen Order, and I, I, was, tell, I was, you know, telling a buddy of mine at work uh, the other day about this, is that, you know, video games seem to come in either one or the other. You know, you either get great combat and a shitty story, or, you know, a great story and, you know, decent combat. I mean, this, this is one of those games where you get both. You know, they really took, to, at least, you know, Fallen Order, for that matter, they really took their time with that game, and is very evident. It wasn't just like you're, you know, we're going to just push this out and call it a Star Wars game. Like, they made it canon. You know, they, they created these characters that are memorable, that are obviously, you know, a part of the Star Wars universe now. And, and maybe you see a little bit of... We saw a little bit of that in the Obi-Wan, uh, you know, Kenobi show, or series, right? They didn't they didn't greenlit that for... Uh, is that a series, or is it, it was just that? I mean, are are they going to do a season two? Did, hey, did they ever say that? There's rumors. Ewan McGregor has said, "Yeah, I want a season two. but um, it, they've they've called it like a special series. They just like they have called it a special series, kind of like an on its own thing. But is there going to be a season two? I mean, if it made if it made the money it needed to make for Disney, then sure. But I personally don't need it. But as of right now, it's a standalone series. 
I mean, I'd, I would rather have that or a series about like space Vespas versus Andor. So I'm, I'm just gonna I'm gonna keep that that fire burning. Yeah, because Andor lives, anyway. lives rent free in your head. But go on. No, it really while. doesn't. It does. I, you just brought it right. up, Ranrock. You just brought it really up. I don't really care. I just, I just don't like how people like this show. Like, I think people it just it, it's showing the stupidity of, of the human race that people are like into this show that's more boring than church. So, um, back to my thoughts about you know Jedi Survivor. Um, so I'm hoping this game. You know, obviously, they're probably they probably have taken their time with with this game and the story as well. Obviously, the combat looks amazing. I mean, it's they it looks like they've definitely uh, tweaked it a little bit, and it looks good. I'm interested. I'm actually interested in, in what the book, you know, the the book that's coming out and how that will play into this game. I'm sure it'll make it even much more of a richer experience playing it. So, I'm I definitely want to pick that up and and, and read about it. Um, one of the last things is like you know the other one of the last things that I loved about Jedi uh, Fallen Order was that it's not an easy game. You know, like some of the characters are legitimately very challenging to defeat. You know, like sometimes it, it really does take some strategy. So I always like that. Like some games are just so easy that, like you know, I mean it's I, there's like no challenge to it. But I, I like games with a little challenge. So I'm hoping again that they. They continue on with that. Yeah, um, they will. They will. I mean, it's Cal like Fallen Order was like a like a great mixture of kind of like Arkham and Tomb Raider and something that we've never seen before, all in like one. And I think the challenge is going to come from like the puzzles that you have to do and like the things you have to search and figure out and voyage across. Right, you're left on your own for for a little while there. So Survivor's going to be great. One last, yeah. One last question, like so. Uh, do you think that they will have this sort of a lightsaber at uh, Galaxy's Edge, Absolutely. where you can break it apart? Because oh. I don't think I've ever seen that. I don't know if that's I think that's something that's that existed before this, but that just was like so cool. You could just have dual lightsabers and you just break it apart. That was so fucking cool. Yeah, that is badass. I'm positive that that's something they'll have. I mean, look, we 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 got something teased like that. Um, with Empress Rey and Rise of Skywalker with her saber that, you know, is kind of by its side and then she just f- f- flips the wrist and it clicks into the double-sided saber. Um, looking at that figure right now, actually. I'd love if they released an Empress Rey lightsaber. I'd buy that immediately. Um, but I hope, or maybe like a Savi's piece even, um, to where like if you go do a, a Savi's workshop lightsaber, you can just kind of connect it to it and then boom, release it. So... And I know somebody on Etsy makes it. You know, Brad has, has talked about it on, on on Jedi Talk, or we've we've talked about that, you know, before. But it's not like official yet. But man, that would be cool if they sold that in Galaxy's Edge at Doc Honduras. I still need a couple of months <laughs> until I until I want to buy a new lightsaber. That kind of came hot and heavy there for a while. Yeah. Well, we can all automatically assume that it will happen because yeah. that's that's fucking cool. Right. So, all right. So, those are two big, big video game news this um, this week thus far, and we will continue to talk about Hogwarts Legacy. But let me transition to another video game called Tron. But Tron, you know, Tron, the movie from the '80s, and then Tron Legacy, the 2010 sequel, inspired a ride at Shanghai Disneyland, um, and then now is going to open at the Magic Kingdom here at Walt Disney World 
in less than two months on April the 4th. And I was very fortunate enough with my Jedi Talk partner, Evan T. Boucher, to do a preview of Tron last Wednesday. Got to ride it twice. Um, so we got... And, and, and I really don't even know, like, like giving this a good explanation, right? You know, if you just rode Guardi- Guardians Cosmic Rewind, my personal opinion is this this roller coaster doesn't meet Guardians expectations. I had way higher expectations for Guardians than I did Tron, and Guardians still blew that out of the water. Tron, I really had no expectations because I already knew it was going to be a short roller coaster. I know nothing of the in- intellectual property property of Tron. The ride didn't make me want to run and watch the movie. If I'm around, I'll get to it one day, but it's still a... You don't need to know anything about Tron. You still have a lot of fun on this. Um, the queue is beautiful. Uh, from the entrance right next to the Power and Light Supply Company over there, or if, if I butchered that name, my bad. Um, that's hopefully opening soon. You know, it fits well in Tomorrowland and that backdrop at night, because we did it at night. And when those colors change, it's beautiful. So I can't wait to see that area completely open and not blocked by those shrubs that we entered through to get to the preview. So... Um, it's just open. It's beautiful. The walkway is great. There's bathrooms up there. Um, there, so that you turn to the right, and then you get buzzed into um, the, or you get digitized or buzzed into the video game. I don't know. Evan knew about it because he had seen the movie the night before. But um, and that queue that you're going to be waiting out, or that outdoor area by Tron, like the the coaster track, you get so damn close. It gets so close to you. It's so cool. So, um, once you get in, there's like a pre-show of sorts where you get digitized in the world of Tron, and I shared this video on on Instagram, but it was pretty cool. You just don't know what to expect. It opens up, and then you see one of the coasters launch, and you eventually make it down. They load you, very similar to how they load you on Guardians of the Galaxy and Big Thunder Mountain. Um, There's coasters on each side, um, and you're in a bike, and then you get in a bike. I highly recommend for you doing it for the first time. If you're only going to do it one time and not a while after that, I highly recommend the first row. The first row is really fucking cool. Uh, and then you, like, it's basically laying down like you do. Well, not laying down, but, like, sitting and leaning like you do in Avatar, but you're lower. You're just a little lower. Almost, almost like a Superman position. Almost. Not quite. You're still tilted up where you, you don't feel like you're flying like Clark Kent and Cal-El, but... Uh, and then you turn out to the launch point where you see people walking out of the pre-show, and then boom, you take off. I think it's just a little bit quicker, if not just as fast as Aerosmith at that launch. And you go right outside, and you whiz through, and um, uh, you eventually get through like the building part where you're racing the other people, and you win, and boom, rides over. It's a short one. It's a short one. I would rank this an e-ticket attraction at Magic Kingdom. I think Tomorrowland sorely needed this. It's not the best coaster on property. The Guardians of the Galaxy still blows that out of out of the water, but it's hard to compare these two. Um, there are some great Do views you... of the castle in Magic Kingdom from Tomorrowland from that queue. So, so, so check it out. Check it out. Do you? Do you? You might want to talk about the structure of the cars, in particular the one at the very end. Yeah, yeah, I was going to get there. So, um, this, you know, I'm a, I'm tall man, you know, wide shoulders. I've got extra pounds on me that I'm working to get off, but I had no issue getting into this car whatsoever. So, 
most if you ride flight of passage comfortably you're gonna ride this comfortably right it's it's but I, I just want to be completely non-PC about this, guys. If you are a large individual, I'm talking stomach, big, you know it's big, guys. Like, you, you know you're not getting on this ride. I saw several people being asked to get out from the bike and then wait in line for the what it's officially called the Rover. Or the what? The Rover. R-O-V-E. The Rover. Yeah, I assume it's something from Tron. I, I don't. I assume it's a it's a Tron thing, but a uh, uh, somebody who I won't name. <laughs> they call you know, the, I, I I have a few names of what they can call, it, but I won't say it. On well, here. well, I was gonna anyway. Give, yeah, I was gonna give credit to um, you know I don't want to name this person individually. They're they're connected to you know a great friend of ours, but they called it the fat card of shame. <laughs> is what they called <laughs> it. They yeah. could, uh, or the double white. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, go on. It, it's, I mean, like, like this. It, but, but, like, look at it this way, right? Like, I'm not, I'm not trying to be that way, right? You know, you know, you know. People should be able to experience it, especially if you can make your way to it, right? But you should also understand that, you know, if thing, things can't accommodate your girth because you don't take care of yourself, it's 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 such a funny line to tote here. But it, but but it shouldn't be because like. Like everything shouldn't be for everybody. It's it's just like a crazy thing, right? If if something I can't get on because I'm too tall or, or too big, you know, it, fuck, it'll it'll make me want. I've infamously said the first time I tried to ride um, the uh, Hogwarts ride when I went to Universal in like 2010, 11, something like that. It, it had like just opened the um, not Escape from Gringotts. Um, the castle ride, God, I, forbidden journey. Good lord, I they, I waited in line two hours, and I, I was I was very big at that at, at that moment. This is kind of what helped me lose weight. And they said no, they tried to get me on, it just wouldn't lock. So I did walk a shame off of that, uh, and that fucking sucked. So, but use that as motivation, right? And and but but kudos to Disney too for letting people who have an issue with that or or you know are can't fit the bike because that bike doesn't fit everybody. Um, I feel like a lot of the Disney rides just in general like if you're like a really tall individual you know I just think about how like I always think about like how small um, Space Mountain like the seats are like it's I often wonder I'm like man how are some people like fitting in this because if you are if you're past six foot like you know like it just it seems like it would be a very uncomfortable experience yes. it really does yeah space is space isn't easy as a tall person, um, I say the worst rides at Disney for tall folk like myself. So yeah, space is up there. Um, Seven Dwarves to an extent, like my long legs doesn't like doesn't like me on that ride for some fucking reason. Um, I, I'll tell you though, I know I praise it, but Guardians of the Galaxy is the perfect ride. It's so comfortable. <laughs> that seat is so comfortable for what you do, man. You know what? It's it's a real like testament to the to the you know our the state of our health in America where they they probably have talk about this as they are designing new rides I'm like well we have to make a fat card of shame on this new ride coming out because people obviously can't take care of themselves. It's true. I mean it's it's you know and and maybe that's that's shitty of me to say but like again like when you go to Europe and you see like what other country what people are like in other countries like it's just it's just sad like how we just have a total disregard for our our, our bodies and and uh you know how healthy we 
in our health. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm with you. Not saying, not saying that, that it's like easy, of course, because that shit ain't easy. But, but again, like, you know, it's, it's not cancer, right? No. This is something you can control. Right. And, and you're, you're a person that like, you know, lived to tell that tale, right? You, you had your struggles, but you overcame it and still have the struggles. You know? And, and I know, I know a lot of people still have those struggles and, and I, I don't want to get on a topic of like eat, men, you know, eating for mental health, but yes, it's, it's doable. Right. And you're right. It's not something that you can't control. You may feel like that at times, but you have power over that. Um, speaking of power, Mr. James Gunn, who now is power and co-CEO of the DC Universe. We had talked about those all those announcements last week, and he's back in the news. <laughs> Wait uh, a minute. Uh, did did you want to tell something about that uh, the fat card of shame? Like something that may or may not have happened? Oh, god damn. How did I forget about this? Oh, thank you, uh-huh. Kyle. Christ, how did I And uh, some other people that were on the ride with you that uh, you may or may not need to snap on? Oh, that was on Cosmic Rewind. I'll get to that in a second. Oh, um, oh yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, so when we were in line for Tron... Okay, look, anybody falling down is funny, people, okay? If I fell down, I would expect you to laugh at this, too. If Kyle fell down, I would expect anybody I know, from a baby to a 99-year-old person, for this to happen to him, would have laughed. However, we as were, long as they're okay, yes, you can laugh as long as they're okay. That's the rule. Even if they're not, if they survived, you still laugh. I mean, maybe they got to be in a cast for a couple months. It's fine, worth the laugh. So, in line for in queue for Tron, there's like test seats, right? And you know, like I said, this is an interesting dynamic. And some people who are a little bit on the bigger side are like, ah, I just want to see how it feels. And this one woman, she had was larger. Um, there's nothing wrong to say about that there. I believe that's why she was testing the seat out. She was short, you know, shorter and larger, right? So, was she, was she a resort fatty? She was a resort fatty, yes. Um, well, at least was comparable to them, but not an exact, like, I don't think she was resort because these, these previews, unless she was staying at the resort and happened to know somebody, but these, these previews are like is, for resort guys. Did you guys ever give like an official definition of of what that is? A resort fatty. A resort fatty is somebody who walks in the middle of Main Street with a double wide stroller, turkey turkey legs in their hand, and their child is pooping on the middle of the street, and they don't give a shit. That's what a resort fatty is. They tend to be over two hundred seventy five pounds, and about five four. So that's a resort fatty. But anyway, let's 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 get into this real quick. Um, there's test seats to so this individual, and we're going through the snake line. We're winding back and forth. And she gets in the bike, and then when you have to get out. You just have to be like kind of engage your core and put your right foot down. You know, depending on what side you're on, one foot down, and then bring the other over. Kind of like getting off a horse, just but not elevated. And so she didn't do that. And as she was getting out, she just fell right out of the bike and toppled over and rolled for a little for for like a second or two. Ah! And And she sat there. She was embarrassed as hell, and she just sat there and like looking at. Like I could see her contemplating if she wanted to sue Disney or not. Like, like I, I saw the soul of her eyes. She's like, sue incoming. So, and how hard did you fucking piss yourself? So, so I, I don't think I would have been controlling myself after that. Here's the thing. I when I saw it, I looked at Evan because he saw it, <laughs> and then Evan started to crack up. And Evan's like justifying why he's able to laugh at this. He was getting some looks, and then. I, look, I was surrounded by cast members, okay? Surrounded by cast members, 
these these customers think a certain type of way, and it's fine for them to certain think a certain type of way. But look, it's funny when people do this. I just did not want to cause a scene by laughing my ass off. So like, I just stared into the void and took like five deep breaths. But like, I had to work this laugh fit down into the tenth level of hell. Because it was fighting so hard. I was texting the Scourge group chat furiously. I was texting my wife furiously. Like, trying to distract myself. I'm like, oh my god, you just will not believe what I just saw. But, you know, I had my good laugh about that. But um, Evan actually laughed more than me, funny enough. But, at least publicly. So, like, why can't you laugh at that? Seriously. I mean, for fuck's sake. That's a good question. I don't know. I just didn't want to get thrown out. There's cast members there, man. I just wanted wanted to ride Tron. (laughs) For laughing, he. I'm sorry, sir. You you can't ride this ride because you laughed at this this fat moose that toppled out of the fat cart of shame. Hey, these like, are the come people on. that got Gina Carano fired. Who who the hell knows what I could have done? Or what they could have done to me? Oh, it would it, it would have been worth it. You would have rode it in two months. Whatever. At least, well, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you this. If at I can get you, in- then again, it, like at least you went there. You know what I mean? You didn't like have other priorities. Oh, what priorities are those, Mister Cosentino? I mean, I, I'm not I'm not naming any names, but uh, you know, I feel like when Disney opens up a new ride and you're living from down the street, and you get the opportunity to ride it be- two months before it officially opens, I mean, I would think like that would be. The most important thing in your life right now, more important than your kids, but uh, but no, apparently some uh, I don't know. I mean, have you ever heard of Matt Nathanson? I mean, I haven't. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure according to some people, it's probably like the greatest thing ever. And shut the fuck up, Kyle, you short shit. Right? Yeah, yeah, it sounds about right. Sounds about right. Or short torso is that is that your guys running joke now? Hey hey, calm down, Rain Rock. We're talking about Brad here, okay? Oh okay. I, I was wondering when that would come up. I said it earlier good, in the show, job. and you completely missed it. Oh, I I did miss it. Yeah. But uh, do you want to tell everybody that you're you're going to be a mother? Is that? <laughs> did you want to make that announcement? I made it on Jedi Tom Talk, and mother. it's on Instagram. So yeah, hey guys, I'm steering right into this one. But Courtney and I are expecting. <laughs> Career enthusiasm moment there. Hypocrite. Hypocrite. Oh, oh, I'm gonna cough. I think, man. Yes. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, uh, Interesting. I mean, is that the definition of a hypocrite? There, like, do as I. Um, I do one thing, but say another. Yeah, yeah. I think it is. I think. I think exactly. That's what it is. All right. All right. All right. That's fine. That's fine. I mean, you could. You could. You could. uh, you could certainly consult all the people who are, uh, you know, giving Hogwarts Legacy a backlash, yet supporting uh, some of the other functions that directly fund J.K. Rowling. But I digress. There's, um, I don't think we're going to have time on the show today to get to it, but um, Brad shared this with us. There's actually this genius online. I'm going to get his TikTok, TikTok name and post it on our page that just he created went off on the people who are saying to boycott this game and he was basically calling out you know and I don't want to spoil it but he was calling out all the other revenue streams that JK Rowling has that people continue to support but for whatever reason don't buy a video game it's like come on and then you go on to Twitter to bitch about it like get the hell out of here so gotta give that guy some props but yes um, 
expecting a child. Uh, yeah, I'm excited about it. I mean, because yeah. I have to be, right? And and I'll be completely honest and very personal with everybody listening to this and people who know me dearly would not be surprised by me saying this. It's like, yeah, w- was it in our cards? No, but I, I, I love my wife more than anything in this world, and I'm so thrilled that it's if I have to do this, that it's with her. So to break the fourth mother box, break the fourth wall, whatever you want to say, that's 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 how I feel about it. So taking it day by day, truthfully. Taking it I day mean, by day. and the best way to determine whether you're a good parent is to just consult, you know, just look at, you know, our dear friend Brad Hughes. I mean, as long as you're nothing like him, then you'll be a great parent, right? <laughs> You're on fire today, actually. Actually, this might this might be your your your. Oh, I heard I heard your Jedi talk. I heard your Jedi talk this week. I'm 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 full guns out. Right. I thought to myself, I'm like, you know what? This war has been going on long enough. It's getting a little heated, you know. Uh, Brad's got his panties in a bunch about all the comments I made about Led Zeppelin. Maybe I better back down. Okay, I was thinking about this, you know, before I listened to Jedi Talk's episode this week, and I'm like, hmm. You know, I, I, I think I'm just gonna have to I, I think I'm just gonna have to continue fighting this war. So so yeah, Brad, it's all your fault. Okay? Shut the fuck up, Walmart Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't bring up his sugar daddy out there on TikTok yet. His sugar burger oh, yeah, daddy. Yeah. yeah, of course. <laughs> Brad has a yeah, if I if I ever want to have like you know, something to make fun of Brad for, I would just consult his Instagram because they've just like a it's a wealth a gold mine of of things to pick at <laughs> at brad from jedi talk uh for you to see that yep. or at brad yeah. so uh, but um yeah. yeah that's 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 about all that happened on there um and since we're talking about rides real quick i'll leave this short because i was so pissed off at this woman on what day did i go uh, Tuesday, I think, of last week. I rode Gardens of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. Um, and I, obviously, I'm riding it by myself. I'm on ride 81 right now. But this was my 80th ride. And we launched, and I f- finally got Kanga after three months. And then this... I was in row three, and this girl in row one, so the car ahead of me, was recording, which is fine. People record on this on this ride all the time. I think it's a shitty use of recording because you can't see shit when you're going on this ride because of how fast you go. She had her flash on. This is a dark ride to its definition. It's a dark ride roller coaster with screens and effects. Her head this was a headlight from a fucking Hummer on her phone. It it showed so much. It ruined a bunch. And like if this were my first ride, I'd be so pissed. You saw the track, like you saw the track eight feet ahead of you. It was it was just pissy because it's it's just annoying, right? It's it's just annoying that that these people just just are, are just rude to this. Exist, point. yeah, yeah, they exist. It's like you can't control them, right, for what they're doing. But like right before the launch, when it got silent, I you know I, I yelled, "Turn your flash off!" And then she kept it on, obviously, because she's probably from Ohio. So as as we're going through the ride, and, and I'm yelling, I'm sc- I'm screaming, I'm so pissed off. I'm like, "Turn your fucking flash off!" And then, like, as we turn, and I know she's recording me, I flip the bird right in front of their phone. So so hopefully, if she ever posts it, I've got my uh, fat middle finger right there in her face. So, I don't know. Just, look, PSA, if you're on a dark ride, if you're on a ride at all, and you want to record, go right ahead, but turn your goddamn flash off. You look like an idiot, okay? 
that's all I got to say about that's, that. That's really obnoxious too. Like I get bringing your phone on rides and like taking videos and and pictures, you know, in the queue. But when you're in the ride, ride the fucking ride, okay? You know what I mean? Like don't don't fucking hold your phone up the entire time. Like how do you even do that? Like on Aerosmith, you think about that like Every time I go on that ride, I, I'm always afraid that I might lose something because it's happened twice. Almost, almost happened twice. And, I mean, how the fuck do you do that? Just enjoy the fucking ride, people. Enjoy your life. You know, not everything has to be fucking recorded. It's the it's the, uh, you know it's, it's the day and you know age of funny? Like, getting the attention of, look what I'm doing now and you're not. That's, that's all it is. You know what? Uh, Louis C.K., who is a very funny comedian, unlike one of our friends... Uh, he had this funny bit about you know, people who have to film everything. He's like, you know, do you ever go to like some kids? I'm, gonna, I'm probably going to butcher this, but you ever go to like one of your kids like recitals and then you're there with all the other parents and people have like iPads, you know, holding up their iPads, recording the whole thing instead of just watching and enjoying it. He's like, most of the time when you post that video, nobody watches it. Maybe the first few seconds, but he says like, you know, the next time you go to one of those and you feel the need to record it, record like maybe two minutes and then just go to the bathroom and just record your asshole opening and closing for the next five minutes. I guarantee you nobody, you'll get all these likes on social media and nobody will really watch the whole thing. I don't even watch the videos my sister sends me separately of my niece. So like, what the hell makes you think I'm going to watch it on Facebook? (laughs) It is kind of ridiculous too when you think about it. We take all these photos and videos and I got to say like, you know, I don't ever go back and really take a deep dive into this stuff. It's just something that I have that's taking up space. That's fair. That was a joke, Megan. If you're listening unless to this, you're like probably a, not, but that was a joke. Unless it's like a meaningful occasion, you know what I mean? But like, I don't know. Yeah, but like things that you think are a meaning, meaning, meaningful thing at the time. Like, I remember there were a few things in high school I thought I was going to really think back on. And I'm like, now I don't care. Like, I wouldn't have gotten a class ring. I give two shits about that. Oh yeah, no kidding. Like, why the fuck didn't? Well, I didn't pay for that, but. Oh, I know. I mean, I, why the our f- parents did, but like, and then we had to do this like class ring ceremony. It was all. It's just a way to, for a fucking Catholic school to get money. It's it's. That's all any of that is. It's like, ring, it's like rings in general. You know what I mean? You think about like the, like getting married and, and getting an engagement ring. It just it's so fucking stupid how we have this in our culture. Like, buy this ten thousand dollar ring that you'll wear on your finger, and for some fucking reason, right? You know, all diamonds started from a blood diamond. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, we've got uh, to wrap up. We've got lots of DC news. A few quick hitters. So, um, I was making mention, and and let's just talk about this here. These these two together because they all kind of loop. In. Well, I guess there's four. So we'll, we'll start with James Gunn on Twitter. Uh, so there's been a hashtag that I've been purposely not been addressing it because I think it's stupid. Um, I've accepted the fact that Zack Snyder has moved on and he's working on building his Rebel Moon franchise, which is coming out at the end of this year, and I cannot wait to check that out. This is basically like if Zack Snyder were to do Star Wars, but it's not Star Wars and it's its own thing. So um, somebody responded with like hashtag sell the Snyderverse to Netflix and it's like first off fuck no yeah yeah, I I agree fuck no is I agree it's done it's done it's done okay it's done we can be very mad about it I am but it's done I'm just mad about Henry Cavill I'll never not be mad about that 
that's it. Yeah. Um, so then Gunn responded with like, that's like one of the most wacky hashtags I've ever read. He's like, we've never discussed selling that to Netflix, although we've talked about other things. And he's like, I've talked to Zach recently. And then somebody said, what did you talk about? And it said, Zack Snyder reached out to James Gunn to show his support and the direction that he was taking DC. And James Gunn and Zack have spoken about doing other things, but he's Zack is committed right now to building his Rebel Moon franchise. So that's that, right? So for all, all of you who think Zack's like some petty dipshit, you know, he's, he's moved on. He's doing his own thing. Like, would I love to see him complete on, like, uh, visually, you see ju- uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League 2 and 3? Yes. Yes, of course I'd love to see that. But I don't expect it. I truly don't. And I'm moving on and hoping to be optimistic about James Gunn and the future of his DC universe, right? You know? He stirred the pot a bit. He said Warner Brothers was in... Henry. They, they treated Henry Cavill like shit. He said they fucked him over, along with a few others, Right? Ben Affleck, too. Like, basically, Cavill and Affleck are, like, the only two for sure is not replaying their role going forward, right? We're going to see Affleck in a couple of the DCE movies coming forward, but that's it. He's not doing anything more. Um, I I just really hate that WB owns two of my favorite franchises, Harry Potter and DC. Like, I just fucking hate it because this, this company sucks. They really do. They, they completely... I mean, again, they didn't mishandle Harry Potter, but I don't know if that was just like under old leadership and they just did things better back then, but now it's just fucking horrible. Yeah. Absolutely horrible. Well, so I'm not, I wish I could say just like, you know, I'm not going to like invest in, in like their movies and shit, but it's hard when it's, you know, DCA. I know. You know what I mean? And I Harry know. Potter. I wish they would like, they're never going to get rid of those either because they're going to hold on to it even though they're fucking ruining, ruining the shit out of it. Well, I mean, you know, this is this is a this is a little bit of like a gonna be parent perception I have now, right? It's like, well, I kind of hope they continue with Harry Potter, or I kind of hope they continue. I definitely want them to continue with Star Wars and continue with DC because I want to be able to show my, you know, unborn child this stuff, right? I mean, you can still show them the old stuff, but you want there to be new stuff to be look forward to and continue. But, but to your point, Kyle, it's like. I'm not going to invest in any of that or even share any of that with anybody if they just continue to really push more agendas than just focusing on quality of content, right? You know, just like, why do you think Velma or, or the, the, the Velma series on HBO Max is so bad? Because I haven't even looked at it. I don't care about Scooby-Doo or any of that, but literally there isn't a single person I've seen who likes this series, and everybody is saying you've pushed an agenda versus making quality content. So it's like it's like I also like think... I also think sometimes they just do this to get a rise out of people like, you know, I never care. I mean, I lo- I like Scooby-Doo when I was younger, and, like, what they did on Supernatural was cool. Like, they did, like, a crossover, which was, like, like an adult-rated Scooby-Doo uh, episode. But, like, I don't know. I feel like there's a, a, there's a big problem in Hollywood where they just don't have any ideas, so they just resurrect these old, these old IPs. And and try to do something like updated and new and, and innovative and and then like other people just like they, it's clear that they can't write their own content. I mean, the other part of it is like, why are we giving so much attention to Velma? You know what I mean? I've seen this in article after article after article. Like, I mean, just like you know what I mean? It's clear that like they have an agenda and they want to promote either like really pushing this show or really hating on this show. Like, I just you know I don't. I don't care. 
You know what I mean? This isn't like a big IP that's that was supposed to be big and popular. This is just it's a show about like a a character from a kids cartoon show. Like who gives a shit? Like I'm I don't think that was like I think they could have um Mindy Kaling could have done a better idea of I mean I haven't seen it so I don't really know if it's good yeah, or not but I, I, like I think an adult Scooby Doo isn't like the worst idea because like as we've seen with the Supernatural episode that's kind of a cool a cool thing to do like make a spin on a kids cartoon show but I don't know if that I don't know if that necessarily worked I mean but that's that's all I'll I'll kind of say about that Yeah that's fair It's very fair um Speaking of making adult kids things, are you seeing Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey this week? Comes out. Oh fuck yeah! Comes out. Fuck Thursday. yeah! I'm seeing that. <laughs> I'm gonna no, I'm gonna have to rely no, on you about all that. I'm I'm anticipating that like it's gonna be a low budget horror horror film. Um, and while some people might think low budget means bad in the horror universe, like sometimes l- low budget is has produced some of the best horror movies that we have to offer. And um, there's a, the director of Winnie, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. He was, he was talking about this recently. He says he wants, he plans to create a low budget twisted childhood horror universe with Bambi, Peter Pan and more. So I think we're going to get like, we're going to get the rise of Disney horror, which is like an, kind of like a unique idea. My mom, who loves Winnie the Pooh, like she has a tattoo of him on her her leg. She's like at least three point five billion Winnie the Poohs uh, in her house. She hates this idea, and I keep I keep messing with her. I'm like, do you want to go see this with me? Um, and but I think this is you know as a horror fan, I think this is going to be great. Is it going to be innovative or raise the bar? No, it's going to be Winnie the Pooh, and I think it's Winnie the Pooh and Piglet. Like I think the story goes, it's like Winnie the Pooh and Piglet instead of uh, Christopher Robin like taking care of them he kind of leaves them to like fend for themselves and then they become feral and they like I think they eat human um like eat human they become cannibals and they, like they eat Eeyore I think so it's it's something crazy like that and then they like kill a bunch of people I don't think it's going to be again it's going to be your your typical slasher with a twist so I'm I'm super super excited for this oh I think it's going to do really- they're showing it at Disney Springs on um, what? Uh, yeah, yeah. I've, I'm, I'm like googling it, and it says, "How the fuck did that get passed?" Because they must be pissed as all shit about that. I have to. I mean, it, it, Winnie the Pooh okay. is is um, what do they call that? Um, public domain now, right? So, I heard Mickey Mouse is going to public domain too. I think I, that's the rumor I every really, now and again. I, I have no idea. I don't understand. I sometimes I don't understand. I I never like really read into what that means because it's it's hard for me to under believe that like something that was under this uh, you know Disney's umbrella for so long could just become public domain where people can use it in whatever capacity that they want. Which I don't know. It's crazy to me to think yeah, about that. I'm I'm literally looking at it. seven p.m. on Wednesday, February fifteenth. Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey at AMC Dine in Disney Springs, twenty four. Yeah, I think Disney's probably really pissed about that, but I don't I don't know if that's going to really affect anything that they do because you know again, like Winnie the Pooh's not changing from, you know, d- the Disney universe. It's just kind of like a weird twisted spin on it. 
the movie like the movie had a under one hundred thousand like dollar budget under a hundred thousand dollars they filmed it in 10 days and this is i'm like reading that off the wikipedia so jesus yeah kyle you're gonna have to you're you're gonna have to tell us all about this so um so so gun responded to that fan right bringing it back and i agree with what gun said it's great to hear from zach again i'm just gonna remain optimistic i said this on on a, po- on a on a popular DC pages post in it, and I got into it a little bit with with some idiot who thinks that my it's sad that my favorite comic book movie is Zack Snyder's Justice League. Like you're a fucking idiot who hide behind hides behind a keyboard. You'd, you'd never say that to my face. So next, probably never seen it either. No, they haven't. Right? They haven't. Like they haven't. They haven't. I I have yet to hear somebody actually give me like constructive criticism on. It's, it's true. Not just p- headline picking things like, right? Like if somebody watched all four hours of it once or twice and wants to say, you know, I don't think this worked. I'd love to sit down and actually talk about those specific things. Um, so anyway, so, but yeah, what a charge. Yeah, a charge is right. So, um, and I was responding to the poster of the Flash that officially got released. We're getting our first look at a real trailer tomorrow. Um, I believe the rumor is uh, the Super Bowl is at six thirty. I believe the the rumor is the trailer is going to drop around then, if not like in the before the end of the first quarter. So we got this poster, and it's it's Barry Allen, the the Flash that we know, in the Bat Cave, and the Bat Wing, like the top of the Bat Wing, is in like the top of the shot. Um, says releasing like June seventeenth, right? And we get our trailer on Sunday. So I said on the post where I was basically just like. You know, at this point, I just want this movie to give a proper send-off to the DC Extended Universe. Let us say goodbye to our beloved characters and just go from there. Right? Like, you might as well throw every cameo possible under the roof in this, including Christian Bale. I still think it's going to happen. But we will see. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I mean, I think this is, uh, it'll be interesting to see what this does. And how people respond. I've seen some comments online where people's like, I'm not supporting this because it's Ezra Miller. And, and I get that. Sure. He's, a controversial, he's a very controversial dude, but at the end of the day, it's a movie. You know, I, I'm i a huge DC fan. I want to see it. Me too. If this was like, you know, I don't know if he and Michael Keaton are just going to be like choke slamming women specifically throughout the movie. <laughs> but, uh, uh, <laughs> you know... Whatever the case is, it's like I don't know. I mean, it's 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 so hard to talk about because I really want to see it, but like it just he's such a big douche. Like Ezra Miller is such a big douche. If if I were smart, if I were smart, I would try to make it more of a Michael Keaton film. Like this is Batman, Michael Keaton's film with with the Flash. He's like in the background doing some shit. And you know what I mean? Like I would really right. play that up. Right. Well, there's going to be other characters if, in here. Like we're getting Supergirl. We're getting. You know, Batman to an extent, maybe multiple Batman. You know, there's the Dark Flash that's going to be in this movie, so hopefully we don't get a lot of Ezra Miller. <laughs> yeah, I I just think like it must be hard for the studio to really make that decision on on what to do with with it because like there's so many people that are involved in the production of one of these, and this movie has been delayed a billion times. We were supposed to get this four years ago in yep. 2019 fucking unbelievable so i i don't know like i get the the the, i get i actually get both sides you know i get 
you know the the fan backlash of it i also get the studio even though the studio fucking sucks um it's just you know i think it's going to be one of those things release it i think it'll do reasonably well and you know hopefully they don't uh keep ezra miller going for the future i think that will be the biggest that will be the big the, the wrong move for them like don't keep ezra miller like recast him i get we get that this one is it's kind of like a bad situation so release it you know i'm sure it will do well but recast his ass like he doesn't deserve to go forward or you know what put henry cavill as the fucking flash i don't give a shit <laughs> i but. die if he <laughs> this is barry allen <laughs> it's <laughs> this is I, don't know, oh, I mean, they could do that, right? <laughs> they could do that very well, but could. I want to see him as the Man of Steel more than anything. Well, well, like, he for, is the Man off, of Steel. The Flash should not be built like Clark Kent. <laughs> the Flash should not be built like Superman. He's 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 the Flash. I think Grant. I think Ezra and Grant Gaston actually have the ideal Barry Allen like form. Like I think that's that's it, what the Flash somebody should, should look be like. kind of lean, tall, and lengthy. Yeah, you yeah, know exactly. what I mean. So I think that's perfect, you know, somebody like that. I, I'm, yeah, but we won't see any announcement about that until long after maybe The Flash. Most likely, yeah, but that's all right. Whatever, I'm just taking it movie by movie, right? I'm going to check out Ant-Man 3 next week. and. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. Yep. That's that's happening. That is happening. So that should be interesting. I'm I'm I'm, I'm intrigued. This is one of, the, one of the few things for Marvel that's got my eye going moving forward, but... Sticking with DC here, we had the Harley Quinn Valentine's Day special that released. I watched it. I thought it was good. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, Bane, Bane is the best part of that series. 100% hands down. He's the fucking best. I love his character. He is. He's hilarious. Yeah. He's He was, he was fucking buildings. <laughs> that was fucking hilarious. So. Just, just oh my God. We're, we won't spend forever on it because it's just out. But right. minor, minor spoiler alert. Um, Bane, so Harley makes a deal with Etragon that to like create, like give her like the spell that gives Poison Ivy like the best orgasm ever. So she does that, and then Poison Ivy like is Poison Ivy, and she like lets off like these pheromones across all of Gotham that makes everybody have set, like want to bang each other. And at the same time, Bane, who's take, he's taking, he, he's like, we find out that her, like, toxin doesn't mix well with HGH, which Bane is taking. <laughs> and then at the same time, he's, he's, he went to Etragon to make his dick bigger. So, like, Bane grows to, like, Godzilla size, and he's so, like, unbelievable. His, his, like, libido is through the roof of, like, 27 million, like, 18-year-old boys who just saw boop for the first time and he's like walking around got them like banging buildings until they fall down <laughs> and then there's like this if you're i i don't watch ted lasso but there's apparently this this brett goldstein thing is like a is like a joke from ted lasso where he eventually goes to so i'll, I'll just leave it at that it is it's it's a truly funny episode and uh it's 45 minutes it's it's good you know this is one of the good things dc does so you know i found out later that John Stamos, Uncle Jesse from uh, Full House, is vo- the voice of Etrigan. Is he? That's spectacular. <laughs> yeah. I didn't so, know that. I didn't great, know that. Great episode. Fucking hilarious. You know, that show's still continuing to, like, own it. You yeah. know what I mean? Crush it. Yeah. I look forward to season four. Um, I did find it funny, though, though when, when they talked to Darkseid. He's like, I just got done giving the keynote speech at the Republican National Convention. <laughs> That was funny. <laughs> um, 
But anyway, uh, Colin Farrell uh, had confirmed that the Penguin will be eight episodes. So that's going to bridge the gap between Batman 1 and Batman Part 2, which we won't get till 2025. But we'll have the Penguin up first. And finally, lastly, I don't know if you saw any of this, Kyle, but Leslie Grace, who was our Batgirl before that got canceled, could potentially be Batgirl in the future, posted some just like video she had taken of like behind the scenes Batgirl footage of her doing stunts and her just looking at some test footage and stuff and it was really just a lot of action scenes I don't know if you saw it but um, I don't know I I feel weird about this movie right because it's they tried to force it to be a big picture movie but sound from the sounds of things it was all HBO Max movie at best Um, it's like I'm glad that they didn't release it because we see what happens when shit they don't trust gets released, like the Justice League. Justice League, I should say. So I'm I'm glad they didn't put this out just for us to rip on. Um, But also at the same time, like I feel bad that we didn't get to see Brendan Fraser as Firefly. Leslie Grace, who even had like a a good final look as Batgirl. Um, We we, we were going to get killed in this movie too. You know what, though? Like... I just don't understand something like you you have this big studio with these big budgets and all these like writers and all these different pieces going on. How did this movie, if it's so bad, get so far along, nearly finished, and then they just decide, well, it's not good enough. How did it get that far? You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. Like, it doesn't make sense to me because, you know, if this was any other of their properties... Like it would have been released. Like they they've never done that with anything else. Like so again. Like how does it get that far? So I just this is a this is a company that I don't trust. I don't trust them because they're they're full of shit, and they they've shown us time and time again that they don't know how to handle, you know the super like the DC universe and and to an extent Harry Potter because we all know Fantastic Beasts were not something that anybody wanted. So. I don't know. I mean, it just—it's—it's it's a really surprise to me. It really is. Hopefully, hopefully Leslie Grace and and maybe Brendan Fraser, uh, you know, they get to come back in some capacity for something in the future. If if in fact we don't get this, which I don't know, I could see it happening maybe in the future. Like I, I could just see them just be like, all right, fine, we'll release it, kind of like they did with Zack Snyder's Justice oh, League. And they would have to finish it though, so we'll see. I mean, you might as well put it out. I mean, you're doing Elseworlds shit for everything else, so. I mean, they put out the Christmas special of Star Wars, and that's, I mean, that was arguably the the worst decision ever made, uh, you know, Star Wars ever made, so. Well, that's also why. I mean, you might as well just release it. Well, Disney didn't, uh, yeah, I know. I mean, that was also in the 70s, and Disney hasn't even put it on Disney Plus, so. I wouldn't want, I, I, I don't know, I'd have to get, like, a certain I, level of high I've never reached to be able to finish that thing. I just like that just blows my mind that they release something like that. Like, cause I watched maybe about 10 minutes of it and it just, it looked like it was filmed like a sitcom and yeah, it was a Wookiee sitcom. Just don't it. It just is like, how could they make the decision decision like that? Like it just, again, it was like, wow, why would they do that? <laughs> No idea. It makes no sense. It's like they, I don't know, like George Lucas lost a, a bet or something like that. And this is the result. Like he had to release some really horrible, terrible sitcom 
of uh, Star Wars. Most likely. Most likely, absolutely. But, uh, well, you know what's not as bad as the Star Wars Christmas special was? That's Fourth Mother Box, and we have reached the end of our day today. You guys have been great. We have been Fourth Mother Box. Follow us at Fourth Mother Box on Instagram or somewhere on Facebook. We're going to be all over Tron some more as it comes out. I'm going to try to get Kyle down here to ride it, maybe on my AP preview if I can bring a guest or at the time it opens. So also hashtag free Jedi talk, but we'll get into that a little bit later. So Kyle, as always, final thoughts. Grace the airwaves with what you are thinking today as a therapist or not. Your call. Yeah, fuck you. Uh, I just want to say that I feel like I myself and the uh, the hosts of Jedi Talk have been at war for some time, and it gets a little bit ugly at times. I'm not going to lie. And I just want to say, reiterate again, I got nothing but love for the, the, the hosts over there. Um, and with that being said, I'm going to say one last thing that uh, that I just feel like I have to say. Greta Van Fleet is a better Led Zeppelin than Led Zeppelin. <laughs>